Hello and welcome to the April 2021 edition of the What's On Reading podcast. And if you can hear the sounds behind me, you will know that we are not recording this virtually via Zoom, although other uh, video conferencing platforms are available. We are recording this live in person and uh, in the Forbury Gardens, in fact. Well, specifically, we're in the bandstand because just in case it rains and it gets us a little bit further away from all the other people chatting and playing. So there will be a bit of background noise as we uh, as we talk today, but it's wonderful to be out and about and actually meeting people again. I have some people for you to meet, and obviously just with your ears, not in person, same as I am. This month, we're, we're talking about art. Art has been a bit of a, a subject for Reading in, in recent weeks with, uh, with Banksy turning up and then Robbo turning up and peachy turning up what better time to talk about art than this month and we will be talking about art with two very special guests so joining me from open hand open space we have uh pablo Kereste. hello <laughs> and from the university of reading art collections the curator of the collections in fact dr naomi levens hello levens levens isn't it <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> well i can put my notes away now i've said everyone's name almost right so yes art is is uh, i think this is the first time we've really talked about art specifically on an arts and culture podcast and uh, it is all around us uh, there's there's lots of it in reading even if you didn't know about that and there's there's lots going on in reading in general and uh, reading in fact has a history of a place where art has been created and that's that takes us neatly to Naomi because that's that's kind of what you're you've got planned coming up isn't it yeah I mean the the history of the of the school of art at the University of Reading is in part the subject of um, the, the exhibition that I, I, I'm working on uh, at the moment uh, we're getting ready to uh, open hopefully when we're allowed to at Reading Museum um, the exhibition called Rubens to Sick at the Study of Drawing and this is showcasing the University Art Collections collection of master drawings, uh, principally, which were collected in the 1950s by the head of the School of Art, um, Professor James Anthony Betts. And he was head of the School of Art for a period of 30 years, from 1933 to 1963. So a period of, of great change in, in the kind of um, wider art scene and what was going on. Um, and he collected these, these drawings for the university as a kind of teaching collection for his, for his students because for James Anthony Betts and for most art schools at the time that he was teaching, drawing the figure from life was really at the centre of the curriculum, of the syllabus, um, and he, his collection really reflects that focus, um, but also shows how new approaches to drawing the figure from life were kind of coming in to, to the sort of uh, teaching practice as well. So um, it's, it's, this exhibition is going to range from the uh, 1500s to the 20th century, um, and it's going to include some some star names that people might recognise, so, uh, so some star drawings in the collection include include pieces by um, such artists as Peter Rubens from the title, the 17th yep. <laughs> century um, <laughs> court artist, and Walter Sickert, the other name in the title, which, uh, I mean, there's no, obviously, no, no uh, sort of symmetry there that we pick those kind of big names um, for the title of the, of the show but also uh, local artists and, and artists from the School of Art as well so I think I've said, I've said quite a lot there but if you have any <laughs> um, Your role at, at the University just tell us a little bit more about, about that Yeah, so the University of Reading um, it's, has quite 
uh, a significant art collection of it. It was certainly over a thousand pieces across the graphic arts, um, painting, and sculpture that it's really collected over its the course of its quite long history. So, from from the 19th century through getting its charter as a university in the 1920s and 1927 to the current day, different departments have gone sort of acquired art I would say um, the, the, the university unlike some other universities that have deliberately amassed an art collection with a kind of policy and looked for collecting partic- one particular type of thing or to create a museum Reading doesn't fall into those categories but it does through this uh, kind of intermittent acquisition policy or not policy that it's followed over its history (laughs) now has a really significant art collection that has kind of real nuggets of significance such as the drawing collection which is connected to the school of art in the 1950s Um, so I now look after this collection and it has now finally come under kind of central kind of management where we are trying to or, or hopefully successfully making it work as a kind of public collect, publicly accessible collection a resource for teaching research exhibition and display we have a, a publicly accessible study room at the art collection we're accessible online so you can search our collections and visit our website where we have a range of, of online exhibitions and other kind of um, content that's at collections.reading.ac.uk <laughs> forward slash art hyphen <laughs> collections um, so, there we go I'm so glad I got that right <laughs> there's quite, quite a lot of pressure there and we're putting a lot of the collection out on display as well um, including developing the collection particularly around artists who have been associated to the school of art because um, one thing when you're saying Reading has a really really strong history in art Reading Museum now was originally um, the basis of the School of Art that became one of the founding schools of the University of Reading. So the University of Reading started as a School of Art and Agriculture, which is quite nice because I also helped to look after the the paintings at the Museum of English Rural Life, which is an agricultural museum, so it kind of ties (laughs) those two interests together. So yeah, I mean, and that's so the founding of the university was really had had its kind of origins in a School of Art and Agriculture. Uh, and, and now we're developing this art collection and collecting around the kind of Reading School of Art for display in our in our kind of public buildings, such as the library. I know we're going to talk about public art. A little we are later, going to talk so about public I'll art. Leave it there. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, we will come back to you, obviously. Yeah. But I think it's now time uh, to talk to our other guests because Reading not only is a place uh, historically of art, but it's also a place where artists come and they come together and they thrive and one of those places that artists come together and thrive is open hand open space which is based in the keep on oxford road and that's who you're here to represent today public yeah thank you very much for introduction uh, yes uh, the uh, very famous oxford road uh, has at least its number uh, where the keep is now situated and the studios are now there and uh, it's 571 Oxford Road and this is the name of our new gallery it's, a, it's the name of our new space which will be opened uh, at, uh, which we are opening on after 17th of May <laughs> who, who will guess uh, that that will be the date and uh, with our first exhibition with our first uh, show open uh, studio show which is an annually show where we uh, could uh, we will see our artists, our associates artists uh, for, who are 
members of the studios and uh, I'm very lucky to be a member and to get a studio there. Uh, I joined the uh, Aarhus uh, maybe well, one and a half years ago after we've done a big project with Reading International. Actually, we uh, met uh, with Naomi first uh, when we were done uh, when we were make, when we were preparing the show. I've seen Clayden at Merle, and uh, since then, yeah, Reading International is still alive and it's very uh, active. And uh, we were, uh, we brought to Reading a lot of international artists from U.S., from Germany, from uh, Russia, from Ukraine, from Israel. And we are hoping to deliver uh, another part of Reading International program uh, next year, or uh, but uh, that could be also a part of our program at Aarhus, at uh, 571 Gallery. Uh, as an artist, I do work with a lot of uh, the paintings and the videos and uh, audio and as, as a performance artist, uh, together with uh, Professor Susanna Clausen under the name of Super Gallery. So I do work as a curator as well. We're hoping to be joined by a third guest today, but uh, unfortunately she couldn't make it. That's uh, Tamalia, who, uh, who runs Made by Tamalia, which is, uh, uh, she runs art and crafts workshops for, for children, for adults, um, and uh, she got, um, well, she was running one of those workshops and, uh, and, and wasn't able to, to join us in time, but hopefully we'll have her on. Uh, have her on the show again uh, at some point soon because uh, it would have been great to hear from from that side of, 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 sort of getting more and more people involved in art which I know is something that that OHOS does and hopefully the, the influx or the, the uh, I suppose not really an influx because it's half a dozen pieces or so but the uh, the, the new arrivals of public art in Reading has, has uh, definitely cast a new eye on, on the notion of public art and people are starting to talk about it a lot more. I was going to ask the really banal question of public art, is that a good thing? Because of course it is, this stupid <laughs> question. How important is public art for, I guess for Reading specifically, but for any town in general? And uh, I'll open that up to whoever wants to go first. Well, I think that we can see from the amount of impact that the Banksy and, and the kind of subsequent kind of, uh, um, I don't know, rivalry yes. <laughs> um, engagement around that has had, just how significant art can be in, in starting conversations, in getting people interested in an area, in, in sort of processes of, of renewal and, and in, in sort of shaping our, our public space. Um, it's certainly something that the university um, and the university art collection are really invested in. Um, we want the university to be a space for public art as well as the town centre. And we've actually started um, with this as, as part of a public art programme that's supported, uh, supported by the university. We actually last summer installed our first piece of public art in the university campuses, which are actually accessible to the public. I'm using this this space talking about public <laughs> art to kind of uh, shine a light on, on oh, that no, as well. Absolutely, um, I know, Which I know. was a, a piece called Floating Garden by Tina Yerovich and Ben Kane, who are an artist duo. And it is a sculptural installation that um, brings in really important issues, which I think is a lot of what public art does. It's certainly something that the Banksy is highlighting. Yes. Uh, but um, in, in, in Ben and Tina's case, Floating Garden um, is a meditation on, on our use of, um, of sort of plastics and recyclable materials because their sculpture um, incorporates a, a portion of the waste generated by the university into a kind of concrete, or no, not concrete, linecrete um, sculpture that um, is sort of burnt or well, the surface you can see kind of little uh, sort of lids and, and plastic bits oh, wow. kind of hidden within it so obviously 
talks very much to the, the university's interests in environment and sustainability and shines a light on those issues by being right in the middle of the space and kind of asking people sort of encountering it and asking those questions. Yeah, since we've been in lockdown, the, our, our public uh, appearance uh, was only online and uh, we were making as an artist, uh, as a, uh, as a uh, creatives, uh, uh, creative people, we were, were doing a lot of workshops, work and shops together. Uh, we were working and uh, shopping uh, at once. It is a definition which is also questionable. But this is the, the, the thing. How, uh, about the, the, the public art, it, it should question, uh, and uh, uh, without, without a questioning, there is no art. If it does uh, uh, a good thing, or or, and this is a question, uh, <laughs> that could be something. To, to, I, I'm uh, finalizing uh, my workshop together with. Uh, a museum of uh, mural uh, life which uh, will be turning in 70, 70 years old uh, this year in the program 51 voices yeah. uh, I'm doing a, 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 a workshops together with, with, uh, with the people uh, from Reading and we are trying to depict our story actually the story which been depicted by curator of Merle from uh, early 51 uh, Catherine Wood, a piece of uh, R Russian Russian book, uh, is a Russian book, Russian book, oh, a Russian book, Russian book, right, Russian book. <laughs> and, Sorry, I thought uh, you said a Russian, Russian book. Yeah, and I was Russian. imagining one that's got lots of yeah. little books inside each layer. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a story within the story. How to depict the the uh, the, the visuals uh, from a story? I'm working with the people from. Uh, Association for the sighting with sighting problems and with, uh, with uh, children with uh, several understanding difficulties uh, in learning, and we are trying to, to make a shadows to, to draw a shadows ah. of the objects we brought from from our journeys, uh, either from uh, while migrating or immigrating or escaping the war zones and uh, that could be I imaginable uh, things to draw but uh, like to make it uh, public uh, accessible and I'm looking for a big uh, nice uh, wall it could be also the wall of a city hall or uh, the wall maybe with the hoardings which have been painted to, to put this large mural with those drawings we will uh, make together with the shadows of our objects brought from our past and especially from museum objects. Pavlo makes a really um, important um, important point about the kind of uh, about public art, which and, and engagements with the museum. In that, um, one of the most important things about public art is that it's publicly accessible, and most public art is outdoors in places that people encounter it, rather than inside in a museum, where not necessarily all audiences will come to see art in a museum. Whereas if you're if you're putting art into new spaces, into into spaces where people are. Um, then it kind of encourages 
new audiences, new questions to arise and encourages this kind of accessibility. And that's one of the things, um, and maybe just, just before I, I sort of talk a little bit more about one of the things that we're doing around the study of drawing, <laughs> which, which um, engages this kind of public aspect, um, I'll just put my little bit of my sort of Mel hat on and say something a little bit more about 51 Voices um, and um, the engagement activities that um, Pablo is, is talking about, um, one of the artists that the, the Museum of English Rural Life, the Merle, is, is working with on that programme. So 51 Voices, um, it is the 70th and it looks back at 1951. Uh, have you talked about this we, we had So we, the, the last time we were actually able to do one of these in person uh-huh. uh, was in October. October, I think it was, or November, and we, we were at the Merle in the garden, and uh, and we were talking about. Well, it was still it was still very much coming up. Fifty one voices okay. at the time, but but celebrating the seventieth anniversary and, and and the festival of Britain, which yes. which helped spur absolutely. things on in nineteen fifty one. And and obviously, public art was was I mean was absolutely central to the vision of the festival of Britain because artists and architects were really involved in every stage of putting that huge festival on so it was it was all about engagements between scientists and artists between engineers and artists in how to kind of present this story of Britain it was almost about a kind of development of an artistic vocabulary and that's um, and that's something that is being picked up in this program which has now successfully started but in a virtual kind of way and and, uh, we've had a number of artists engagements that have been um, been published online um, so Pablo's workshops and also um, there was Lisa Marie Gibbs who was working on a series of Festival of Britain designs that I, I wrote about as part of this 51 Voices so you can find that on, on the Mel's website as well so if you're interested in learning more about that but in terms of the publicly accessible bringing the museum or bringing art out of the museum into the public realm, that's something that we're also really thinking about in, in terms of the programme of activities that we're having coming up around um, the exhibition at Reading Museum, the study of drawing. So as part of this exhibition, we have an artist in residence, um, it's called Saranjit Birdie, um, who draws, uh, but draws almost equally well with um, every uh, aspect of his body. So he draws not only with his hands but with his mouth with his elbows with his knees and very successfully with his with his feet and Saranjit has been invited as our it's it's a a residency called Drawing Diversity because we wanted to to look at this kind of historic collection um, that is very much the sort of collection of a a sort of school of art who's very much within the kind of Western canon of the history of art. And we wanted to sort of look at how, you know, this history and think about actually how how has this kind of field of drawing expanded? Um, what different ways can people draw? What different people can people draw? <laughs> who's represented? Who is doing the drawing? And, and who is being drawn? So Saranjit Birdie is, is the artist in residence who is who is thinking about these questions in, in, in workshops with community groups, with schools, with students but also with the public so we're taking this out into the public realm um, and doing some performances <laughs> in you, front you of you sound me. very nervous <laughs> about that <laughs> yes, drawing and dance performances that we're hoping to stage outside the museum um, in later in the summer when uh, hopefully this kind of programme will be allowed and we'll be able to go ahead so there'll be opportunities uh, not only uh, we hope to encourage people to come and see inside the museum see book, book your spaces and and, and see the, the historic drawings, but also get involved in the wider programme of activities and of events outside in the public, so yes, public art. 
the god, that all sounds absolutely wonderful. So that feels like a, a pretty good place to, to wrap things up. But uh, Pablo, I know you've got one more thing that you'd like to talk about. And this is an announcement. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and uh, we uh, at OHOS, we are planning on, on the 90, uh, uh, 9th of July to open uh, uh, our new exhibition together with uh, artists from Reading, Wolverhampton uh, and uh, London. And it calls uh, Beyond Otherness. So uh, seven artists will make workshops and uh, will show their uh, videos and the works. And it will happen in our new gallery, 571 Oxford Road. So, people making art, lots of artists coming together, people coming together with artists, people, art, art, people, art is life, life is art. And I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. And I'm going to stop talking now and say thank you for listening. Thank you to both of my guests. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Naomi. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening, and we'll, we'll see you again next month. And don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>